0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here your
1: Business Radio X host.
2: Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm your host today, Ryan Redhawk McPherson, and I'm thrilled to be broadcasting from the beautiful Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore of downtown Chattanooga. We have a very interesting and thought-provoking guest lineup in studio today for this episode, so we encourage our listeners to stick with us. Also, remind to make sure you are following us on Twitter at Business Radio X, and today we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. All right, first to my radio left is uh, Teresa Lay. She is owner of Petite Nation. How are you doing this morning, Teresa?
3: I'm doing well. Good morning. Thank uh, you for having me.
2: Oh, uh, my pleasure. And so, describe for our listeners, if you would, what is Petite Nation.
3: The T Nation is an activewear athleisure line um, for women 5'4 and shorter, and it's based here in Chattanooga.
2: Mm -hmm. So, how long have you been in business?
3: I started Petite Nation back in 2010 and um, spent a year and a half developing the patterns, working on designs, um, looking into manufacturing uh, fabrics and all, and uh, started my first sale last year in January 2014. It's been amazing ever since.
2: Outstanding. We look forward to hearing more about your clothing line and what it's like to be a female entrepreneur here in the Chattanooga area. So please stay with us. As we also introduce uh, Debbie Cradtree, She's, uh, oh, sorry, Kim White, President and CEO of River City Company. Good morning, Kim.
0: Good morning. It's great to be here.
2: And tell our listeners what is River City Company?
0: River City Company is a private nonprofit. Uh, we concentrate on downtown redevelopment and have been doing so for 30 years.
2: Wow, so here in Chattanooga
0: Here in Chattanooga
2: And uh, downtown redevelopment How long have you been with the organization?
0: Six and a half years
2: All right, so we look forward to hearing about that in great detail And how you're changing the world here in Chattanooga uh, One step at a time All right, and our leadoff interview is Debbie Crabtree She is CEO of Village Virtual LLC Good morning, Debbie Good morning How are you today?
1: I'm very well indeed
2: All right, so Village Virtual LLC Please tell our listeners what you're doing over there
1: We provide online learning opportunities for students K-12, primarily. We also work with some enterprise clients in the development of online learning products for them. But far and away, our business is to help schools and districts and even state programs extend uh, learning opportunities to students into the online space. We offer just under 300 courses right at the moment for K-12 students.
2: Uh, K-12, through mm-hmm. online learning, which is a growing space these days. We're seeing more and more of these uh, happening. How long have you been uh, with Village Virtual?
1: I started the company uh, about three years ago. I've actually been uh, in the online learning space for about 10 years. I was formerly the coordinator of the Hamilton County Virtual School, Kind of where I got my feet wet and got my start. I was there for six years and then opened. And you
2: have a tour. background in education, right? You were a teacher I on was, a lot of different levels.
1: Yes, I was middle school, high school, and college teacher. Um, I enjoy teaching very much. What I didn't enjoy was grading the papers. <laughs> and truthfully, um, I left the classroom right as Nickelby started really gaining uh, ground, and there was everything just moved to such a sort of lockstep pattern for the teacher a lot of, I think a lot of the creativity and teaching was lost at that point and then they just started testing kids to death that was not a good teaching environment for mm-hmm. me
2: and so online learning k-12 through 12, are these for their regular courses that we take or is this uh, additional education that they can they can uh, take themselves
1: it's a d all of the above okay Ryan we do provide all of the core uh five foreign languages We have opened up this past fall. We've been very busy adding workforce development courses because we've just been approved um, statewide in Louisiana to work with their Jumpstart program, which is uh, very definitely aimed at CTE and workforce development. So we've added a number of new offerings. So you might take entrepreneurship with us or you can also take Algebra 1. Or middle school or elementary, you know, math, language, art, science, and social studies. Like you
2: said, some of the core classes you may take, but if you're looking to take additional classes, you also offer those as well.
1: That's right. We we serve students supplementally. So you may be a district with one student who transferred in with a half credit of French and you don't have a French teacher. Mm -hmm. Well, we can help you. Or maybe you're a small rural district and you've got six students that want to take physics and you can't dedicate a physics teacher to six students because it's not... Economically feasible for your district so we can provide those students with that physics course all the way through to you Are a district that wants to recapture your homeschoolers, or you just want to provide a fully online learning opportunity for your students so we can um, Help you implement a complete virtual school program.
2: That's fantastic So uh, now anybody anywhere can be connected to some of the most elite learning opportunities out there uh, Thanks to village virtual LLC
1: that's right, and thank you for, for putting it like that. We feel like we have best-in-class providers. We work with about eight content providers currently, but we, we can work with a lot more. The beauty of what we do is that we've established our own learning uh, management environment. So rather than sending kids off over here to this platform and you learn the bells and whistles of that, you know, how to navigate and how to turn things in and how to find your grades across all these different platforms, that was, well, that's what, you know... A lot of schools have to do at the beginning, but we were able to go a step higher than that, and we said, okay, let's get all that great content and pull it into one environment. So through one portal, students can connect to all kinds Mm -hmm. of courses and all kinds of things, and they have just learned to navigate once, and they're good to go for the entire
2: experience. And talk, us to, talk to us about the uh, learning uh, type uh, that you experience there online. Is it PowerPoint presentation? Are there videos? Is it just text and read and take a test? Uh, what sort of educational platforms do uh, you offer?
1: Our courses are very multimedia-rich and interactive. Um, that old school, read this text and go over here to this Dropbox, that's, that's, um, that's cheap, and it's <laughs> still out there, but that's not what we provide. Um, most of our courses are are so um, they're so fun. They are cartooned. They are extremely well uh, well done. And the beauty of again having our own uh, learning atmosphere established is that we can customize that course. So if your school district wants to start in Algebra One with well, logarithms or vectors or something, but District B wants to start in real numbers, that's no problem. We can rearrange that for you. We can also add content in, in which we do. So if there's a great web resource out there like Purple Math, it's a fun place for kids to go and practice. We embed that in there. We also are right in the uh, time frame right now of adding some videos around the research for uh, mindsets. I don't know if you're aware of this particular research, but students kind of approach a lot of their learning with a fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset. So the fixed mindset says, I'm not math smart. I won't be able to do well in this math course. I'm just gonna to try to get by and get my credit and just grit my teeth the whole time because I didn't get the math gene. Well, none of the research, brain research supports that you have a math gene. It is that how much effort you put toward it and having that mindset of I can learn this if I put forth enough effort And then we have plenty of support around those students, both in the terms of a certified uh, teacher as well as student support specialist. So there's no reason for a student not to be successful. They can revisit the content over and over. They can take quizzes over and over. They can call us and reset other things. We can add in scaffolding, like you're reading, you're in the eighth grade, but you're reading on the fourth grade level, no problem. Let me pull in some things that will help build that, that for you. All of that customization is just a few clicks for us. It's easy. Very difficult to do in a face-to-face classroom. But we want to add some videos to our courses that help students realize that they can do it, that they have that potential if they just, you know, it's kind of like what Henry Ford said years ago, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. (laughs) So we want to try to teach that mindset through our classes um, as well. So that's kind of the next piece of development for us
2: outstanding so we are talking with here debbie crabtree ceo of village virtual llc online learning um you are currently uh in several states around the southeast and looking to expand in 2016 what is that looking like for you on the horizon
1: it looks like a lot of travel right (laughs) okay (laughs) but we are our uh, furthest client is oregon Mm. we are tickled to death to actually have four schools in oregon that we're serving now we um Are statewide in Ohio. Uh, We serve 15, 20 schools in Tennessee, I would say. Uh, We've served a couple of schools in Kentucky, but we are really huge in Louisiana. That's, That's our largest client.
2: How are you out there actively marketing your services to these school district and individuals who may want to take part in your programs?
1: We attend a good number of conferences and, and those kinds of things, kind of trying to meet the community where they are. We just did the LEAD 2015 in Nashville, for example, which brought together uh, district leaders from across this state. And we feel like there's a lot of opportunity here in Tennessee. I know a lot of folks across the state from having been with uh, Hamlet County Virtual Schools so many years. We served 30 districts during my tenure there as coordinator. So I would love to be able to serve more fully the folks at home. I think the best way to get the message out is for me to go and find out what their needs are, what really works for them. Because if online school is anything, it's flexible. It, it's a plug and play. So you like this piece, you don't like this piece. You want this policy, but not that policy. That's fine. We want it to work districts. We're, we've never been interested in competing with districts for students. We did not seek accreditation. We're not trying to set ourselves up as a charter school or any kind of school. We just want to help districts move into this space in a very cost-effective and um, easy way.
2: All right, and as we mentioned before, the online learning uh, place is, is growing and changing, and there's lots of players out there. What makes you different or separates you from your competition, in your opinion?
1: Well, one of the things that separates us is that when you Call us on the phone. A human being is going to pick up the phone and help fix your problem. That's a big
2: deal these days.
1: <laughs> I love that. I, you know, I don't always get that either. But when I'm able to do that, then my problems get solved. I feel validated, I feel like my money's being spent in a worthwhile place. So
2: real people doing real work, helping real people get their work done. That's right. And that certainly sets you above. But it sounds like your programming is deep and rich and full of of a wide variety of, of different types of learning opportunities.
1: It is. And we're never satisfied with just, we have this product, let's, you know, slap a sticker on it and move on to the next one. We are constantly in our courses going, you know, wonder if we changed the way the student submits that writing assignment. Would that help make them more successful? Can we add a resource right here? Should we be putting in practice end-of-course exams? We try to reach out to states to get as many of those as we can. Just what can we do to constantly make this a better learning experience because online learning Is learning the way we
2: live. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it. And uh, what is your typical student like these days? Are they at home school? Are they actual uh, someone who just wants to take more classes than they're being offered? Do you have a typical student?
1: We don't really have a typical student. We've got them across the board. We have students with severe social anxieties that don't do well in a face-to-face setting. Those uh, children generally uh, do very very well in an online environment. If you think about it, in a classroom, it's a little counterintuitive to think that you have a better relationship with your teacher in an online class than in a face-to-face one. Well, I see her. She's right there. I can reach out and touch (laughs) her. But that teacher is spreading her attention across that entire class of learners, whereas in the online environment, she's talking just to you texting you, phoning you, emailing you. So it's a much less stressful environment for students who might otherwise not feel comfortable interacting with their teachers. Hmm. Uh, So we serve a lot of needs there. We almost by default meet a lot of the uh, specifications of individual education plans or IEPs that special education students have. Uh, So many of the things that they have to mandate in the face-to-face classroom are just kind of built into what we do. But uh, by and large, our, our students... They just want to learn something virtually for flexible scheduling, additional credits. I want to graduate earlier. I want to be homeschooled. Um, I'm a race car driver, and I want to drive during the day. I'm a dancer, and I need to practice more. Um, I want to take Latin, and all my school has is Spanish.
2: Hmm. No, it's, I, I want to sign up now. I mean, it, it, I, there's so much I still want to learn out there or need to go revisit from my high school days that I think I can do that with a Village Virtual LLC. Um, so, and, be, and before we get out, what are your thoughts here on Chattanooga and, and what it's like to be part of this business community and also to be a female entrepreneur?
1: Chattanooga is a wonderful place to be right now. I grew up here, and um, so I came up through the time when uh, downtown was where you shopped, uh, when I was a child, I'm going to date myself here a little. <laughs> I remember when Eastgate Mall was built and the freeway was put in. I I know I'm looking great to be this old. It's so okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are, and you're certainly full of life and very vibrant for sure. So, oh, yeah. but Chattanooga is very supportive of their people, of the businesses, and everybody is is pulling for one another to succeed.
1: They really are. This is a wonderful entrepreneurial community. Um, you know, I never thought much about being a woman entrepreneur as being a Any other kind of entrepreneur, really, Hmm. I mean, you know, I just, if I saw something I wanted, I went after it with all I had, because I just, I'm of the mindset that if you work hard at it, it will come to you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you knock on that door for a long time, if that door doesn't open, something will, because hard work always pays off. But there is a great deal of support here in the city. The BDC is an awesome resource for entrepreneurs, and it's really helped us get our feet under us. We're ready to graduate now and uh, probably be moving over into the innovation zone. Okay, That's kind of where we're, we're thinking we'll go, which is another awesome opportunity that the Chattanooga community and the mayor's office and the Enterprise Center and uh, Ken Hayes and Andy and all of those are putting together as kind of a next step for uh, folks like myself, mm-hmm. and keeps us connected to the business community in uh, dynamic ways.
2: Excellent. So uh, please tell our listeners how they can find out more information about your services and your online learning opportunities.
1: They can uh, visit our website at villagevirtual.com. They can connect to us on Twitter with uh, just Village Virtual, um, twitter.com uh, slash villagevirtual, or Facebook, the same way. Uh, they can call us at 423-521-2796, or they can text us. We have um, a new texting capability because 21st century students, let me tell you, that's what they do. They text. Uh, so we have texting. You can text us directly at 423-886-21. Is that right, Ryan?
2: Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah,
1: Because it's so new that uh, <laughs> I've actually not texted our office yet, but I was talking with our student support manager just the other day. And it's really taking off because that's, we want to meet students where they are and support them in ways that is best for them.
2: Well, I love the work you're doing and the things you're doing. I mean, you're changing the world. You're helping people and uh, from all ages. And it, and it sounds like you've got a good support team over there helping you succeed on your mission. If we can help you further your mission here at Business Radio X and Chattanooga Business Radio, please let us know. We would love to help you and, uh, in 2016 and beyond. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Remind our listeners to save the date for the Grateful Gobbler Walk coming up this Thanksgiving Day at 8 a.m. at Coolridge Park to support McClellan shelter for families. Go to gratefulgobblerwalk.org for more information on that. All right, our next interview is Kim White, President and CEO of River City Company. Hello, Kim. Hello. How are you today? doing great. Great. So River City Company, tell us what you're doing for folks.
0: So River City Company, we've been around for 30 years. Uh, We are the organization that wakes up every day working on issues of downtown and trying to figure out where the gaps are and what partners we need to work with in order to fill them.
2: So River City uh, helps the downtown businesses and community and culture just uh, stay uh, forward-thinking in, in, in their developments.
0: Yes, I mean, we are t- a true believer that you know your whole community is, is uh, it, it's better because of a vibrant downtown. So mm-hmm. we really focused on a vibrant 24-7 city.
2: What are some of your most notable projects that you've recently completed in the downtown Chattanooga area?
0: Well, the last big project we did was a downtown climbing gym. We developed an uh, outdoor climbing gym, we really wanted to do something that uh, spoke to who we were as Chad Chattanoogans and um, gave a lot of visibility to a sport that is attracting tons of people here.
2: Yeah, rock climbing. So you built an outdoor rock climbing wall that people can visit. Uh, you, and, and
0: you can stand on Broad Street and watch people climb and and be pretty amazed.
2: That's good. So you've had great feedback from the citizens on the addition uh, there?
0: We have, we have. And, and the type of development that we get involved in is really something, we, we like to say, we like to put the extraordinary on the ordinary. Okay. So we were involved with uh, the Majestic Movie Theater that was a development of ours. But a lot of times we just partner with private developers. If a private developer can do it, uh, we want to see how we can help. And we've really been focused on downtown housing.
2: It sounds like some of your biggest challenges are just making everybody work together. Yeah, right? Like right. you're the linchpin from all these different businesses out there. They come to you, and you communicate to them, and, and make and facilitate working together uh, for the businesses and, and their and their improvements for the downtown area.
0: Yeah, and, and I think you know we're very fortunate in Chattanooga that we do have a 30-year history of the community working together. Uh, Uh, We'd bring a diverse group of people together and talk about how our city can evolve. And I think when you do that, it just makes the city better for everybody.
2: I see you became the CEO of River City Company in 2009. Um, and uh, also a native Chattanoogan, but moved away a little bit and then came back. Right. Uh, so what are your thoughts on where it is today and where it may be going in, in the future?
0: Well, it really is amazing when I moved away. I mean, um, like we talked about earlier, there was nothing downtown uh, at all. And uh, when I came back, it really, that's when the 21st century waterfront was being developed and a lot of um, activity and a lot of enthusiasm for downtown. And we've just really grown um Tremendously since then. And I look right now at all the downtown housing that's in the pipeline. We have right at 1,200 apartments downtown, and we have 1,500 apartments that are in the pipeline over the next 18 months. So I think what that shows you is if you build a great city, mm-hmm. uh, people do want to come and be part of it, and it's it's proven as well.
2: So more people are moving back downtown, and therefore the need to build more place for them to live.
0: Right. And then maybe we will have that shopping again like we used to have back in the good old days, <laughs> I right?
2: I don't know. But <gasps> the shopping malls, I think, are, are a thing of the past. You yeah. know, yes. People like a different kind of experience when they go out these days, whether it's an open air or indoor mall. Um, um just people want to shop differently these days.
0: Yeah, shop local and do something yeah. that, that's really authentic to Chattanooga.
2: Yeah, you know, get out and enjoy Saturday or Sunday afternoon in downtown Chattanooga. You know, go shopping and play a little bit, eat a little bit and you know, all that can be done right there in the downtown area. That's right. So we're here on the North Shore at the Hamilton County Business Development Center. How have you seen this section of the downtown area change recently? Well,
0: the North Shore just it is unbelievable what it's happened. I mean, we do have the people living, working, playing right here on on the North Shore. The fact that we have two uh, grocery stores. And I know that a lot of cities would love to have one grocery store downtown. I yeah. think that that says a lot.
2: It certainly does. So uh, what is your vision? Are the uh, River City's vision for Chattanooga over 2016 and beyond, maybe into the five-year mark. Uh, Where do you see the city growing?
0: Well, we really are looking at, again, more of the downtown housing. And I think over the next 10 years, we can look at 12,000 people living downtown. Uh, And when you do that, you do get the shopping that you need. More connection to UTC. We're very fortunate to have such a great university. And bringing those students and having them part of a vibrant downtown Mm -hmm. helps us attract even more retail.
2: If you could send a message out to those folks who maybe don't know about downtown Chattanooga... Um, or what are some misconceptions or some things you would like them to know um, about downtown Chattanooga?
0: Well, you know, a lot of times we hear about parking because it's not like a mall where you can park in a big open parking space. But we are very fortunate that we have uh, lots of on-street parking and parking garages that you can um, easily, it's easily accessible. So Mm -hmm. I would say if you haven't been in downtown Chattanooga in a while, we have over 100 local fantastic restaurants. Uh, We have some great retail with Warehouse Row and, and beyond. And uh, they need to come and and be part of it.
2: So that sounds like one of the challenges is just getting people to know that there is parking available, there's housing available, everything's available. So don't let some of those rumors, you know, spur you from coming down to downtown Chattanooga. Right.
0: I mean, we're trying to get more people to live, work, and play downtown. And if, if you only do just one, just mm-hmm. do one. Come play. You know, the, the downtown uh, skating rink just opened. Okay. And that's a great way to spend an afternoon, or bring your kids, or take them to the climbing gym. Um, do something different with your family.
2: Do you find that the people moving into downtown are the younger millennial crowd? Or are there some more empty nesters, retirees maybe coming yeah, in? Yeah, it's a
0: good mix. So we do have a lot of the younger uh, people that really, you know, when I moved away from Chattanooga it's because there wasn't opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Now people are coming here because they love the city and they are looking for opportunity. Yes. And then a lot of the empty nesters that uh, want to come be part of it and not have to move your car yeah. uh, and walk to everything.
2: Right, they're downsizing a little bit. Maybe they had a five-bedroom home with three kids up in the suburbs. They're all off to college now, and they're just looking to celebrate their years uh, in a more smaller environment, but definitely full of entertainment right. and restaurants and, and opportunities for them. And no yard work. That's right. No <laughs> yard work. You have a maintenance man to do right. all that for that's, you. That's right. Yeah, so no more of that. So uh, so we've been talking with Kim White. She's president CEO of River City Company. They help uh, uh, bring companies and people together for the downtown Chattanooga area and develop projects and uh, help them contribute to the downtown area in a lot of different ways. And so, again, what are some of the biggest challenges you may find uh, to some of these people out there who haven't embraced downtown Chattanooga just yet?
0: Well, I think it is just getting people comfortable with uh, the traffic and the parking and how you navigate a city. So, uh, th- And that's true wherever you go. Yeah. Um, I think that as we experience growth, one of the challenges that we are going to have is how do we keep Chattanooga Chattanooga? I think you know, when we talk to people that love our city, it is because we're very authentic and we have some authentic experiences. So we need to make sure that we keep those. You know, the downtown walking bridge, the river walk. So if you don't want to come be part of the shopping and eating, just park your car and walk Walk on the yeah, river walk. go yeah. for a walk. Right.
2: right, It's always good for you. I also see you're very active in a lot of these different organizations out there. Kim is a member of the Enterprise Center, Chattanooga Area Chamber of Commerce, Chattanooga Design Studio, and the Chattanooga Rotary Club. W- when do you have time to do anything for your own self?
0: Well, I, th- I think that uh, you know they're all connected, right? So as a city, as we all work together, um, those organizations are a big part of it. The mm-hmm. Enterprise Center and what they're doing with the Innovation District, the Chamber of Commerce and what they do to really promote the whole region – uh, it all works hand in hand.
2: And so, when you're not out there changing the world here in downtown Chattanooga, what do you like to do in your off time? Where can people find you?
0: Well, I start my day walking with my dog every day. Uh, we do about two miles downtown. I like to think of this is my neighborhood, and uh, it's a great way to really get rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. And um, now this Saturday, you're going to see me at the UTC playoff game. So okay. I do support those mocks.
2: Right, that's your alma mater, right? right? They graduated from there, and uh, so they got a big game coming up this weekend, and it's great. You're a dog lover. I am too. I, I walk my dog. Every morning and every evening, and that's just kind of my time to get away from it all and and uh, spend time with my daisies, so well, you I know enjoy
0: it's it. amazing how many more people are living downtown with their dogs, and we are a very dog friendly city so uh, i again I think that that tells about um uh, who we are as a city when you embrace. People, different types of people and animals.
2: That's very true. If you love dogs, then you're okay with me. So. Me too. <laughs> <All right. laughs> very good. So, Kim, please tell our listeners how they can find out more information about yourself and your organization.
0: Right. RiverCityCompany.com or org, And we also have a great link on our site that gives um, all the new housing that's coming on the market. So it's kind of a one-stop shop that you can find it through our website.
2: Very good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us here on Chattanooga Business Radio. If we can help you further your mission uh, or get the word out even to more of an audience, please let us know. We'd be happy to do so.
0: Great. Thank you so much. My
2: pleasure. Also, listeners, if you have not uh, signed up to be a member of the Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce, whether you're large or small or somewhere in between, the Chattanooga Area Chamber of Commerce puts you a step ahead of today's competitive business climate. Go to ChattanoogaChamber.com for more information on that. And now it's time for our headliner, Miss Teresa Lay. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you? Oh,
2: thank you so much for being patient and hanging with <laughs> us. We look forward to talking now about Petite Nation. So tell our listeners how uh, how that came to be.
3: Petite Nation. Um, it came to be because I'm actually um, very tiny. I'm uh, petite. I'm 4'11". Um, and I've always had a problem finding clothes to fit my size, um, even when I was growing up. So I started sewing just as a hobby when I was growing up, and it... Uh, pretty much flourished from there. I did not um, actively pursue fashion or fashion design. My background actually is in um, finance and corporate yeah. finance. Um, and so this kind of um, just came about out of nowhere, I think. Um, people started liking the clothes that I would make for myself and um, had strangers and friends ask for it. So um that's just basically how it came about, like with any design, I guess. That's, no, it's a great yeah. <laughs> story.
2: And, as we hear a lot here on Business Radio X, on all our network, um, a lot of businesses start out of a passion, out of a yes. hobby, out of something, a need that they see that's out there. Um, despite what you went to school to study or what right. you maybe uh, have done for a career elsewhere in the past, this is, sounds like something that needs to be done, and, and you seem to be the right person to get it done.
3: Right. So. Well, there is a niche in it. Um, if you look at the uh, fashion world itself, a lot of the um, petite clothes in general are are geared more towards an older um, demographic, an older clientele. And petite's come in all shapes and sizes and ages. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted, I looked at um, having it more um, on trend, um, petite clothes more on trend, more uh, modern. And so um, that's basically just how I found out about it as far as like finding a niche. I'm right. feeling it, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, uh, my mother's a petite woman, and she often has to shop for shoes in the child section yeah. <laughs> um, at Rich's or Macy's or wherever she goes, and um, so she's always joking about that. That's why I threw that in there. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, so ath- le- athleisure wear. This is a new term. I've not heard this before. Please tell our listeners what it means.
3: Yes, athleisure wear actually was coined and put in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary about a couple of months ago, so it is um, basically close that transition from the athletic gym environment, the studio um, environment, into your everyday life. In the last several years, fashion has become more relaxed. You'll find a lot more women wearing, you know, the um, provable excuse me, provable uh, yoga pants, so yeah. um, and you know, t-shirts in their everyday life, whether that's you know, going to the coffee shop, um, out to dinner, or something like that. So comfort um, has taken. Um, um, more of a um, you know a forefront in fashion and so that's where the athleisure term comes in so a lot of people aren't um, familiar with it yet but you know yeah. it's making its way yeah no
2: uh, in the 80s everybody wore sweatpants and sweatshirts in the <laughs> 90s people wearing track suits yeah. you know and yeah. now people are wearing the yoga pants and the t-shirts and even though they may never go to yoga it's still right. a part of their fashion line
3: right well women now in general are busier probably than ever before whether that's raising a family um, you know being an entrepreneur like these um, ladies here are with me um, Or just, you know, running around, working, you know, planning events, etc. And so we need to kind of find that comfort level where we can look presentable and comfortable at the same time. And the athleisure wear, you know, gives us that a lot of designers are bringing into fashion something that looks presentable at events, you know, um, or gatherings, but mixing it with Mm -hmm. the comfort level, too. Right,
2: so let's talk about your current line of clothing options there, Petite Nation. Uh, Everything from pants to tops to shirts to outerwear. (laughs) Do you have it all, or or what can people find there?
3: Well, right now I've got um, a mixture of bottoms and pants, four different tops um, that can transition into your everyday life, as well as pants. My biggest seller is a skirt legging, which has um, a capri-length legging, attached to it, with a skirt attached to it. Every bottom that I have um, has a hidden zipper back pocket. I don't like carrying a purse just because I like to have my hands free, whether that's, you know, on the phone or just, you know, uh, writing stuff down or just, you know, shopping. And so I knew that when I designed it, I wanted to have a pocket in there. So it carries, you know, it's big enough to carry whatever you need, your phone, um, your Cash, credit cards, et cetera, mm-hmm. Kleenex. And um, so that's been a real plus because um, when I show it to a lot of women, they actually love it. I mean, they, they really love Pockets and pockets are so handy to you know stick whatever you need in there. So. Yeah, it sounds
2: like it's thoughtful, it's functional, um, it's fun, but yes. yet it's uh, you know trendy and and, uh, and and fun to wear for the ladies. So, yes, yes, um, So uh, so you're actively out there designing, uh, sewing, marketing, you know, getting it out there. <laughs> how, how do you keep it all straight?
3: Um, it's actually my full time job. <laughs> okay. I love it. I mean, you have to um, really love sewing to be able to um, make everything yourself. I have, since I started this, I have been looking for a manufacturer. However, a lot of the manufacturing, as you know, has gone offshore. And so you either have to buy it in um, um, increments of 1,000 pieces or 2,000 pieces, which is a lot, you know, for somebody starting off as an entrepreneur here locally. Um, I sew everything myself so every customer knows that it's made with care and um, there's great craftsmanship to it. I've looked at several different manufacturers in the southeast because I want to keep it here regionally
2: because
3: mm-hmm. um, i would do want to support the region as far as you know with jobs and everything however um some of them they just um they're not equipped um in your, their manufacturing process to make the active wear that i um, i need them to make and so um i've resorted to making myself right now and uh it's been great everybody's been really accepting they love the fact that it comes from chattanooga that it's made her locally and um the Chinooks have been very supportive about it. Yeah,
2: Excellent. We're talking with Teresa Lay. She's owner and founder of Petite Nation, a uh, online clothing store for women to go for athleisure wear. Yeah. Right. Um, so yes. if they need to add to... I mean, Christmas is coming up. People are looking for new clothes, so this must be a busy time for you. You're probably sewing 24 hours a day over there.
3: Actually, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, in addition to my regular line, I also have just recently come out with a kids line. So it's um, it's a take off of the um, adult line itself. And so that has just been going over really well. Um, it's that kind of mommy and me kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is a really great because, you know, with um, kids, they love to um, wear what their moms are yes. wearing. And so it's a great compliment to my adult line. And then I've also had men who have actually asked for it, too, as far as like with running tights, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, Christmas is a great um has been great so far as far as um, people wanting to give presents to their loved ones. Interesting.
2: Yeah. And if you could get, and not to throw you um, uh, uh, or put you on the spot, one fa- uh, celebrity or famous person to wear your clothing line, uh, who would that be?
3: Um, actually, I've got two. Already?
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, two, uh, um, go ahead. Yeah,
3: I love Chris and Chenoweth. She okay. is my height, and uh-huh. uh, she has a personality, which is um, like mine. I think we're both kind of spunky. Okay. And then, um, of course, Kelly Ripa. Um, she's oh, yes. very um, athletic, and she just looks amazing in everything that she uh, right. wears. Right, so if you could see her so, yeah. coming
2: out on her show, wearing your clothing line, that would just you'd be yeah. over the moon with oh, that. Oh, totally, but, yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, um, And then let's talk about Chattanooga. So you are you from the area, or when, when did you come to the area?
3: Uh, I moved on here with my family about when I was about four or five years old. I'm not originally from um, Chattanooga, Norma, originally from the United States. I was born in Vietnam. But I grew up here um, and have seen some of the a lot of the changes, yep. um that um, the uh, ladies have uh, spoken about earlier. And uh, I moved to Denver when, um, to get my MBA. So I have an MBA in international business. Mm-hmm. Moved back here several years ago, and it's just Chattanooga has just taken off um, tremendously well with all the activities, all the support for small businesses, the different ideas of tech um, coming into the um, Chattanooga, um, the support of different designers, artisans. Yeah, it's just yeah. been a tremendous. Um, um, great place to live in.
2: I often say that Chattanooga is the city that Atlanta once was <laughs> and Atlanta got too big and, yeah. and now we're an international destination city where Chattanooga is just a perfect fit of people and businesses and, and still small enough where you don't feel like you're overwhelmed with traffic and um, all this other riffraff that may be happening in these bigger cities. Correct. Yeah. No,
3: you're you're totally correct about that. Atlanta, they can have their traffic. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind, you know, uh, Twenty minutes, <laughs> yeah, from one place to another place. So yeah, right,
2: right, and uh, so, but if, uh, everybody here in Chattanooga is so nice and welcoming, um, and and just certainly a great place to start a business and to continue to grow. What do you see on your calendar for two thousand sixteen in Petit Nation that uh, you're going to try to implement for folks?
3: Well, I'm expanding the kids' line, of course, and then um, adding new items to my athleisure line, um, jackets and pullovers. Eventually, I would love to, um, towards the end of 2016, expand into more pants. I know as petites, it's always hard to find pants to fit our size, whether that's in the inseam, um, the uh, front and back rise. And so a lot of women probably echo my same sentiment in regards to pants. And um, pants are just fun to make, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but I also would love to um, venture out into regular clothes as well. Um, there is a whole market of petite clothes that um, has gone untapped, and uh, I think that um, I'm the person to do it. Right.
2: And do you do you see yourself having a, a storefront one day, or is this all going to be online only?
3: Eventually, I would like a storefront, but given the nature of um, innovation in business nowadays. There is no need to, really, um, because there is a whole vast market out there, um, global market, that um, you can tap into. Um, however, there are customers who do appreciate a storefront to go in and try on the clothes, to fill the fabrics and materials um but as of right now everything's going great just you know um being online and selling to wholesale
2: well i think there's a need for it for sure there are already existing storefront stores out there that cater to the plus size woman so why not have another store that's just out there exclusively uh, catering to the petite woman
3: correct correct yes Yeah. yeah
2: so uh very good so if our listeners want to find out more information about you and your clothing line how would they do so
3: they can visit my website at thepetitnation.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Petit Nation, and my Twitter handle is Petit Nation.
2: <laughs> Petite Nation. So we look forward for more great things coming from you in 2016. Also, um, if we can help you here at Business Radio X get the word out, please let us know. We'd like to do so. And uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Chattanooga Business Radio.
3: Thank you for having
2: me. All right, listeners, you can forget about big media ambushes and canned sound bites and fake pay-to-play interviews here at Business Radio X. We are truly pro-business earned media with business professionals sharing their story with an engaged audience. So if your company is doing something interesting to genuinely serve your market, your community, and your profession, please pitch us your story at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I am Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.